Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is show number 151 and I will be your host, well one of your hosts for tonight and my name is Aid. With me is my co-host Graham. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you, Aid. I'm very good. Yes, I have uh, been out in my own garden this evening, so that's quite exciting. I realise that it might be weird that, as somebody who gardens all the time anyway, that getting to garden in my own garden is exciting. But this is the kind of wildlife that I live. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of a busman's holiday. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It's good fun. Oh well, that's good. At least, do you, at least when you when you finish your own garden, you get to sit and enjoy it. Yeah, and also um, I get to do <laughs> butcher plants in my own garden in a way that would just make my clients turn white as a sheet. So that's also quite fun. <laughs> Are you like the boy next door in Toy Story then? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I can just picture you tearing the flowers off one plant and gluing them onto another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Dr. Moreau of gardening. And on that note, we'd probably uh, that's a good good tangent. Um, uh, but possibly we should introduce our guest. What you have arranged for tonight? Yes, it is an absolute delight to welcome back to the show. So I mean, it's been over a year since we spoke to this gentleman, but we did hear from him briefly on the Sunnies because his company was the winner of I can't remember what the name of the category was now, but the most awesome service provider uh, of the year award. It is of course Matt Wells from AG Photographic. Matt, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's fantastic to be here. Yeah, it's even more fantastic it. that you actually pronounce the name of the company correctly. What oh, happened to yeah, your yeah. usual <laughs> ongoing joke? <laughs> yep. Oh, very good. That was like a professional introduction. Normally it's, and here's Matt from AG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I thought I'd make an effort as it's, you know, a special occasion getting Matt back on. Because like I said, he's an award winner now, so... We have to treat him with the dignity and respect which that station deserves. That's true. And part of our conversation this evening is going to be about businessy type stuff, isn't it? So probably good to get the name of the business right if we're going to do that. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing a suit and tie. Um, Matt, (laughs) (laughs) it is fantastic. We spoke to you last. I think it was uh, March 2018, um, which was a long time ago now. Uh, And I know when I go, that is yeah briefly spoke to you in december um you said it'd been a busy year so how has the last 14 months been uh, for ag oh, it's it's um you know the what we see is 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 just you know continued buoyancy in uh in our part of the of the industry which is obviously there's a lot of analog stuff we do um uh, processing film and 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 we see continual buoyancy in that i, I don't see us see that coming from necessarily ripping business from other competitors i see it from natural growth in the, in the industry and the figures being posted by uh, the likes of Harman, ilford photo kind of bear that out you know they're selling they're just selling more film um codec alaris are selling more film um uh, and and it and it's you know it it's people love what people really love is 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 obviously the hybrid photography as well you know which is you know shooting film scanning into the digital domain and kind of having the best of both worlds and you know we we facilitate that for people obviously a lot of people like to do their own scanning but if you haven't got time to do that we do a lot of scanning for for customers and and yeah i mean it it's it's a really exciting time at the moment um uh, you, you know, and and uh, I think 
the, the interesting thing about the analog side of things is 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 the 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 interest in in photography in general that the digital revolution continues to to produce is has that's a spin-off of people into the analog side you know people get interested in photography because of of get, of the digital kind of route and then they start to get interested in in other uh, origination me- media um notably uh, film and then and then they find they can scan it and they got the kind of uh, sort of best of both worlds um and and also our, our print side you know we we continue to 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 grow our our print business and that's something we want to really focus on as well uh going forward particularly um you know exhibition stuff and that kind of thing and we've got all the facilities to you know produce um an incredible range of of prints and in 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 a range of 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 sizes and 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 yeah so it's 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 a really interesting time at the moment you have a a very broad base of customers um what have yep. been the trends that you've seen over the last year? And how have some of the new releases that have appeared, especially from um, Kodak, um, yep. you know, how have they affected you know, I'd be really interested because you have mm. such a great bird's eye view yeah. of what's hot well, and what's not. Actually, the, what, let's have the um, AG photographic. What's hot and what's not from Matt? Well, I mean, obviously... Um... The, the, the one of the, the the big release last year was was that Etrochrome 100, which you, you know I had mixed feelings about. I thought you know they could release this film and it could just butcher sales from Fujifilm, who currently are the the kind of you know custodian of of color reversal. And if it does that, Fuji might just go off. Oh, you know we're, we're not selling so much of this we'll just throw in the towel we'll stop making you know provia or something um but actually what has happened and it's what we hoped would happen um is etrochrome 100 appears to have uh been selling to people who didn't previously use slide film so uh, people who shoot on velvia or provia or or, or whatever um on the Fuji emulsions, people who use those, they just stick with them. Um, and the Etrochrome has enticed a new, you know, a new, um, a new, sh- a, a new customer basically for Slide. Now we obviously run an E6 service, and you, you know we're we're very proud of the of the of the results we get from that, and and some of the customers we've picked up on that side. And no, it's great to have that 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 you know that other film uh that that e6 film come along because it, it is a complicated product to make um and there were times when i thought it probably wasn't going to happen <laughs> but because of all the seat you know when kodak had all these big changes 2013 onwards the a lot of the knowledge you know it's, it's amazing how fast it seeps away and that's why it took them longer to get that film to market than they originally thought they were going to because when they they said they they'd do it and then they sat down and said right okay where does this chemical come from that we put in it oh that used to come from uh you know xyz department of kodak okay well that no longer exists <laughs> so where are we going to get it from and, oh right okay we might have to re-engineer that bit well what about this kind of formulation here it, bob knew all about that didn't he 
oh yeah, but Bob's retired and, and, and moved to the other side of the world. And I think things like that went on and hence why it took them longer. They had to kind of recultivate all the knowledge and, and I think that's what happened. I mean, I might be wrong. They might say, oh, you're talking a load of rubbish. But I, I suspect that might have been some, there might be some truth in that. So that was definitely something that was really interesting from, from 2018. Um, and the fact that it, it seems to have, have, the sales are still strong of it. Obviously, there was a big, you know, um, it was a lot of interest right at the beginning. And then, of course, it, it slowed down a bit, as, as you'd expect. But it, it's still strong. I noticed we were just ordering some more today. So, yeah, that was a great one. And, of course, the TMAX 3200. And we got a customer from, um, we are a local customer who absolutely loves that film. And he was the first person I told when it came back out. I emailed him and I said, John, guess what? You don't believe it. Uh, T-Max 3200 is coming back and he was I think he was the first person to come and buy some so uh, yeah I mean that's the, 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 the Kodak has been you know very popular they've they've they, they've really kind of um, I think they've been doing well um, on, on their on their analog side and there seems to be a lot of interest there and of course you know you've got to think about the states as well I mean uh, the States is a massive market for, for uh, analog photography. And Ilford will tell you, you know, most of their, you know, it's their biggest export market. Uh, I know certainly a few years ago, they told me their exports account of 80% of their production was exported. And, you know, a lot of that to the States. And I, I suspect it's probably similar. It's probably still the same, probably similar uh, today. So, yeah, um, it's it's a it's it is it's a really it continues to be an exciting industry to be in. Uh, yeah. You mentioned earlier about the fact that you were concerned that maybe Ektachrome coming out might cannibalize some mm. of the sales to other slide films. Um, I suppose two questions with that. First off, do you think that in some ways because Ektachrome was uh, there was so much publicity around it. And I get the feeling that a lot of people who may not, well, as you said, a lot of people who were not shooting slide at all before have tried the Chrome because there was so much buzz about it. Yeah. Do you think that, that that then has the potential or have you seen any signs of that then spilling over into other slide films as people go, well, I've tried this. I've realized that slide's fun. I want to try other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any direct evidence of that. Um, I mean, our systems aren't sophisticated. Well, I, no, I mean, that's sophisticated enough to tell us, oh, yeah, this person bought some of that and now they've bought some Velvia. Uh, but so anecdotally, um, it, it, it may uh, it may well have happened. Um, it, I think if people shoot, I think slide film, I mean, I love shooting slide film myself. I mean, if I, I can see a roll of it sat on my desk here, <laughs> which I've, I've shot recently. And th there is something about it, you know, and you, but but. The only thing that is the downside is is that you know you really do have to expose it properly, or it will punish you. Um, but you know, uh, I've seen some lovely stuff from it. I noticed um, uh, Hamish from uh, 35MMC. Um, he just recently posted a load of uh, uh, stuff he'd shot on Etrochrome 100 and looked fantastic. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. I, I suspect it will have it have had the effect of introducing people to to to, to slide film. Um, you know, which has you know we have to admit is is a niche within a niche. Um, but 
you, you know, it's, um, I, I, I don't know, I think it has the effect of really making you think about your exposures. Uh, plus the fact it's more expensive. So, you know, obviously it's more expensive to buy, more expensive to process. Um, and actually, it's, I actually think it's, it's harder to scan as well. Uh, apart from that it, it's great <laughs> apart from, yeah so but if you nail it it's nothing better you, you know uh yeah. so no, it got it it made i wasn't shooting slide film so I, that kind of resonates with me and and uh right. not in the sense that i'm a sample of one is that i actually went out and shot some ectochrome um whereas i i hadn't shot slide film in in a million years um before that i'm not a slide i because I, I don't do a lot of uh landscapes perhaps you know i'm, I'm less interested yeah. in velvia because i don't yeah. need my portraits yeah. to look green right? no. so, no. so no. To, to have something that was you know that had the benefit of being a slide film but possibly slightly more neutral um at least i think that's what andy church said to me when <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, well, I, it's a good. It, it is an all-rounder Ectochrome One Hundred. Yeah. It's 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 a film. It's not. Whereas Velvia is very much nature and landscape. Saying that, I have seen some cracking portraits on Velvia. Um, uh, there, there's a there's a book if you can get hold of it, and I recommend this book to absolutely everybody I speak to. Really, whenever we turn to talk about lighting or slide film, um, that it's by a bloke called Bob Christ k-r-i-s-t it's called secrets to lighting on location and a lot of the material in that book comes from what he was shooting in the 80s and 90s a lot of there's a lot of 80s stuff on kodachrome uh corporate photography which i love i love that 1980s corporate photography it's just so well thought through but they were they were given a good budget you know to do it in those days they were given a you know kind of paid a whole day just to shoot one photo and things like that and they're just amazingly well lit and but in his later stuff um he does use velvia there's a few images in that book where velvia has been used um very cleverly with, with and it's not a, a classic velvia um situation so to speak uh so yeah if anybody can get hold of that book uh i don't know whether it's in print still um but secrets to lighting on location by bob christ it's it's just a it's a really really good book and the quality of it considering it's all 35 millimeter you look at it, you think, oh, this guy must have been shooting medium format or large format. It's not. It's all it's, it shows, you know, real master he is. I think nowadays he does mainly travel photography, but he, he's an absolute master. I, um, but, yeah, so that's a recommendation. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so always always good to have a recommendation. I just was looking up his uh, website as, as yeah. you were speaking there. And, yeah, uh, yeah he, as you say, lots yeah, a lot of, of travel lots, on there. Lots of travel yeah. books, but it is it is there. And it's on Amazon yeah. in the US. And it's also... Do you know it's not natively on Amazon UK? I don't think. Um, uh, not uh, not new, but it was still listed on Amazon US. So if you come across, if anybody, you know, anybody comes across it, it's it's. I just love the imagery in it. I love the photo. I love those those kind of crafted uh, photographs. They're, they're just absolute. And it compared to what you see these days for corporate stuff, where someone just goes, "Oh, quick, take that snap on your phone," and and there's no lighting. It's just not really thought through. Okay, it's not always the case, and I know there'll be people out there screaming at me saying, "Oh no, no, I've done some very high-end, you know, corporate stuff," and I'm sure that is the case. But you go, you know, it was just, it was just such a craft. Um, uh, yeah, 
Anyway, no, no, no. I found it. I found it new. It, but, it's yeah. on Amazon UK. It's on Amazon US as well. Oh, right, okay. Amazon UK yep. so, yeah, around yep. th- around thirty quid. Yeah, yeah, it's a good book. I like it. I just, as I say, even just for the image, but it also some cracking tips on lighting because it is called lighting on location. So, which would be which would be good in itself. That sounds secrets like sort to of, lighting on that's, location. That's yeah. the sort of book I would enjoy anyway. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and he explains how he's got every shot and the lighting setup he's gone through. And cool, okay, it, it's it's really good. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. There we go. Okay, so uh, where did we get to? That was a slight tangent. I don't quite know how we got onto that. But we was, <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. It's all right. No, <laughs> I have another question, kind of, I guess, tangentially related to the um, Ectochrome and the Sly film. And so that came out, when was that? September? When did it? Yeah, I think we got the first stocks in October or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So obviously that was heading into for at least us. us yeah, in the, the wrong part of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you find that your film sales yeah. and uh, is it seasonal Frozen. do you see very you know things? what it's, it's there is a surprising amount of seasonality is there okay uh, that's interesting. more 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 so in the lab than in in product sales uh product sales there is seasonality as well and you do find there is more dark room uh you know and you run up in the autumn and into the winter there is people tend to do more dark room work because it's just miserable weather and it's dark <laughs> it's outside i even had a customer we had a customer who used we haven't seen him for a while, but he used to come. He said, oh, I shoot all my stuff in the summer and then I print it in the winter and I just put my enlarger on the dark, on the dining room table, close the curtains after dark, and it's fine. Uh, I, my dining dining room is completely dark. I've got no street lights outside. It's on the back of the house. And, and, I, that, and that's when I print. I just do it on my dining room table. Uh, and I thought that was a brilliant example of why you don't need, because I think some people do worry that you need a, you know, like a dedicated room or something. And you just don't because you can just expose the prints, pr- process them in your dishes and put them in a washing up bowl of cold water until you're ready to go and kind of wash them properly. And that's it. You don't need tap. You don't need running water. You know, you, you just need a dining room table and a, <laughs> a dark space. But saying that you can, there is blackout material you can get on eBay. You can get hundred percent blackout material and, you know, it's it's easy. But yeah, so there's a seasonality with dark room into the winter. Um, but with the lab, you, you, there is a significant seasonality. I mean, we probably see, I mean, our, our in terms of, you know, our workload um, and, and orders coming in um, from now until September, you know, it's probably... 35 percent more you know higher than say a month like um january or or december um it, that's it's, really it, interesting yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there is a surprise because bluntly there's more light at this time of the year <laughs> um i mean that's as simple as that help. you you need light for photography particularly analog photography and there is more light at this time of the year and the weather's better as well generally so people just shoot more uh and and i think we used to get a few customers who did send us stuff for processing in the winter of all the stuff they shot in the summer so they'd shoot in the summer and send it off and drip feed it into us throughout the winter some of the train people um train spotting (laughs) train people yeah uh very popular in fact that i always say with slide film going back to slide film there's broadly two groups who shoot slide film these <laughs> days and it's what is landscape and it's what we call transport and transport obviously includes train spotting plane spotting buses 
and that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is that is smaller. I mean, the landscape's the main thing for slide. Um, but uh, there are there are people still on slide for for trains. Um, yeah. So okay. yeah, there well, is there is some, there yeah. is some seasonality. Yeah. So there is some season. So that we got into that by talking about yeah the the impact of the launch of Ectochrome yes. and stuff like that. On on the on the flip side of that, um, have you seen any have you seen any impact at all on sales of of other product? Um, from the slide film. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Well, we've seen. I mean, we've seen our E six processing go up. I mean that's um, and how I mean, we've processed quite a lot of it, um, and, and that's a great thing because you know E6 is always as I say it's, it is a niche, niche within a niche, um, but uh, it it's um, it, it that that's been a, a obviously an obvious spin off from that. Um, so yeah, it all helps, you know, the industry. If you, 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 just if people if they're making new products, releasing new things, people just tend to shoot more of it, and it's but it's, it doesn't happen that much in this yeah. industry. You don't see that many new products coming through. We, so, we know yeah. that you, know, you 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 like Andy Church. You know, you like to share news around. Have you heard um, any news yet as to when you might be getting the one twenty X Chrome into stock? <laughs> Now, I, do you know, I've not heard anything about that. I think it sounds as though they're definitely going to do it. Um, I mean, I had a conversation with Andy Church um, about it, and uh, it sounds, I don't know, the impression I got, there was no hard fact, but the impression I got is it probably it'll probably happen. Um, I know they were aiming, I think originally, because uh, Andy was on here just after Christmas, and yeah. he uh, very boldly and slightly foolishly with hindsight said, yeah, it'll, it should be out by April. So obviously, um, April. Yeah, right. I think it'll definitely come. It'll, it'll definitely, yeah. these things, I think it's like they always take a bit longer than you think they're going to take these things, I think. You'll probably find there's some technical, I mean, it's not as straightforward as just, uh, getting chopping the film up wider and putting some backing paper no, on it's all kinds saying of something like they they do it they have a different um a base for it don't it they? Is a different it's definitely a different base yeah, yeah. so, so it's actually a different it is actually a different product it's not just a yeah, question of taking that big thing yeah, and, and totally. cutting it into a slightly different mm. shape yeah and and what you find is sometimes the the when they're coat so they're coating onto this different base and then they find issues arise with that and they have to solve solve those issues you know and and uh yeah you you never know there can be all kinds of um uh complications yeah. even though it sounds simple it sounds like it's just another format and then large format again you've got it's a different base again <laughs> and and different uh considerations again um so yeah so if you if you're making a film in 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 35 mil 120 and large format that's three that's three master rolls that you've got to invest yeah, in yeah there, there, and, there's a lot there's a lot going on there yeah. isn't it yeah it's it, and, yeah. and of course all of that you know uh, alaris are trying to manage at arm's length from the manufacturing company in the states yeah so, so yeah. It's, it's it's all a bit yeah. of a tricky thing but i guess we'll just be be lucky to get it when we get it okay yeah so, so it's a saying, very so very complicated product to make i mean someone once described slide film as the most complex consumer product ever made 
and they might not be far off. I mean, the engineering in it is is phenomenal. But mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 yes, and all, all very complex to make, and all has to be done in the dark. So, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't if you could, if you didn't have to, would you? So. <laughs> okay, so well, that, so so yeah, I mean, in, good that you've had a good year. Um, uh, and, and any other notable highlights for for you guys as a business? Um, I mean, really, you know, we we've um, it's just we've just been progressing and growing, and and. Um, and, and you know we're just now looking to move on to into the next stage really so what does the next stage look like then well the next stage is um you know we think it's going to be pretty exciting um and it's one of the reasons that i wanted to come on the uh, on the podcast because we've got a pretty big announcement to make um and we thought, what better place to do it than the Sunny Sixteen podcast? <laughs> hey, no, that's that's great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We lo- yeah, lo- last thing we broke was the one twenty hectochrome, and that's all going swimmingly. So- <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you know, we've this is something you know we've been working on. We've been work- this is something we've been working on for about six months, um, and we've we've grown considerably over the last three years. You know, we've particularly in our service side. Um, and we've we've improved our margins um and you know we also feel that the, the we're really part of a big family you know in the in the in the sort of in in this this part of the photographic industry um which stretches all over the world um so we've been looking you know we want to invest in the business uh for uh, to to grow uh, and future-proof our position, um, and ensure that we can continue to deliver the widest range of services at competitive prices. I hasten to add. That's always good <laughs> and to hear. Drive, drive the business forward. So, you know, about six months ago, I was I was chatting through. I have a brother-in-law who's you know a very clever kind of accountant and um, hedge fund manager and things, and um, deals with huge, huge you know corporate businesses and things. But he's he's always got a pretty level head, and I was chatting to him, and uh, and and we 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 realised that something had, had never been done before in this industry. Um, uh, although something similar has been done for a long time, and everybody's very familiar with all these crowdfunding campaigns that have gone on over the years in the industry, uh, but by and large, uh, crowdfunding campaigns on the likes of uh, Kickstarter, um, uh, for example, are largely based around raising finance for a particular product or project. Um, so we we've been looking at ways of raising finance for AG in, to drive the company to the next level, invest in equipment, um, improve our website. So our website needs totally overhauling our service site. Um, and we've already identified people to do that for us. Um, but it needs, uh, it needs, and I know that um, Aid has gone on about our, upload of files oh I, I haven't said that for ages uh, <laughs> and it's something we need to address but we need something really the problem we've had with that just diverting a little bit the problem we've had with that is that uh we have you know we're scanning so many films if we openly said at the moment yeah we'll just transfer all of these all these image files we, we'd literally that we 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 haven't got this sort of internet connection for one thing 
because um, there could be literally just terabytes and terabytes of, of pe people wanting us to, 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 to transfer. Um, so in order, and this is a bit of a divert from what I was just saying, but in order to um, uh, cope with that, we've just had, literally just had, a, a fiber optic cable brought into our building um, oh, okay. and plugged into the, well, it hasn't quite been plugged into the router yet. It's been plugged into some other kind of box they've put in, um, which has got a fan whirring away in it and stuff. So we've got this very powerful internet uh, fiber optic connection, which is a lease line. It goes right back, straight back to the um, uh, uh, exchange, and nobody else uses it apart from us or will use it apart from us. And so that's going to be coming live soon. So that's going to give us the kind of internet connection we need. Um, yeah. But then we need to build this way. So the website is something we've got to work on. We, and that is, we've got some, a really cracking idea about how uh, we're going to facilitate customers um, getting their files if they don't want to wait for them in the post. So we think we, we, we're going to have some, we're going to have a sort of a customer portal basically, and they're going to, you're going to get an email, your, your files are done, you can go in and download them. So it's like something along those lines. Um, cool. So yeah. We need to invest in things like that, um, and we're at a level now where it needs to be done. You know, it's we, it needs to be done properly, um, and there's there's various uh, plants and equipment that we you know we do need to invest in. And so we're thinking we were thinking about this whole, you know, we're thinking about this whole crowdfunding industry and peer to peer uh, and and that kind of thing that has gone on in 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 this industry and. We we thought, well, why don't we crowd crowdfund actual ownership in AG? And I thought, well, this could appeal to um, our customers because you, you could actually own a part of AG and get some rewards. So you'd literally have shares, and we would issue share certificates. So we started hunting around. We found that that is not something you can do on Kickstarter. Um, because it goes into the realms of, uh, of a sort of regulated uh, financial product. And so we applied to uh, a platform called Crowdcube, and we were accepted to go onto Crowdcube. Um, now, Crowdcube is it's a website, it's a platform where finance is raised against equity shares in, in a business. And it, they, they're most well known they, for, for, for facilitating um, uh, the, 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 the likes of uh, the brewery Brewdog. They went onto Crowdcube. And more recently, uh, one of the challenger banks, Monzo Bank. Um, so at any one time, there's only 30, 40 odd businesses on Crowdcube at any one time. So it's, it's quite a vote of confidence in us that they've said we can go, we can, we can build a pitch and go on there. Sounds so the good, stage yeah. we're at is, is, is we've built this pitch, which is, which has been, it's been six months in the, in the doing um, videos and things like that. And that is going to be uh, launching um, uh, probably within the next, within the next two weeks. And 
we just wanted to announce it here on on the Sunny Sixteen podcast. We thought it was a great place to do it. So that, but, that sounds, um, sounds really exciting. So yeah. let me just make sure I've understood that then, because yeah. I think yeah. So I um you know, uh, let me let me channel my my yeah. my memories of, of Hamish and his Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> yeah. But so so okay. So this is crowdfunding. But yeah, the the reward is the the if, if you back this is that you get to own part of the company so you're not funding yeah not funding a product or, or a project no. or, or a service or an event or anything like that you're actually funding the the corporate growth if you like then I, yeah, I guess. yeah. So, so, so there's a there's a company uh which is called specialist photographic limited right. which trades as ag photographic right um and you will yeah yeah we'll get uh, the, 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 we will issue shares. Um, on top of that, the way CrowdCube works, and anybody can go to crowdcube.com and look at investment opportunities, and you'll see all these businesses come up, and they're very diverse. There's, there's all kinds of stuff on there, um, you know, massive range. And what you'll notice is that, yes, the, the main reward is that you get shares right. in, the business, in, in the company, but you also get rewards, so rather similar oh, okay. to kick the likes of Kickstarter, so we also give rewards. So it's a double, it's a double vote, it's a double thing, um, and the rewards. And what is very important to me with this crowdfunding is that all the rewards are immediately deliverable when that crowdfund finishes. So it's not like we're crowdfunding for a product and then the product's got to be made and it's got you know whatever, and then eventually you might get it down the road. When the crowdfund finishes, whatever reward, so the shares will be obviously immediately de deliverable, but also the rewards. And the rewards are going to consist of, there's a sliding scale, again, like Kickstarter, and the rewards are going to range everything from a pat on the back uh, right up to much more hug. exotic um, uh, stuff. And then in between, there's going to be rewards like shareholder perks where you know, you get offered clearance stock before other people. Um, uh, you get uh, shareholder events. Um, there will be um, discounts, uh, depending on the level, there'll be discounts off, off orders. Um, some of the upper level uh, levels will be disc lifetime discounts. Uh, so it, it, it's the way, yeah, the way it works is you get the shares, but you also get the rewards. I mean, there is one company on there at the moment which is their crowdfunding to start a a merchant bank, <laughs> which oh, okay. obviously a completely different sector. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder what kind of rewards you can offer for that because I can't really think of anything that you know that exciting. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, they're not. You just get the shares right. for that one. <laughs> right, okay, but that, that, fair enough. Though, fair, I mean, if that's... like a tour around the city of London or a T-shirt, <laughs> I love merchant banking or something. I thought, but yeah, so it doesn't work with every kind of business, but with our business and with most of them, um, you know, yeah, it's it's uh, we, we've got some quite. You know, what I think are some really nice rewards on there, in addition to obviously the, the ownership. And then ultimately, um, you know, provided the business grows, and I, I'd stress at this stage the business is profitable. Uh, obviously, we're established, uh, we are profitable, and, and I've never been ashamed to say we're profitable because if we're not profitable, we're not sustainable. Absolutely. And, yeah. We, we and, have that conversation yeah. quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
uh, ultimately, uh, anybody owning shares in the business could potentially be eligible for dividends, or were the business ever to be sold at some point, um, there potentially could be a return on the investment. Now, obviously, Crowdcube is a financial conduct authority regulated business. So our pitch is financial conduct authority regulated. Uh, that's a big difference with Kickstarter from Kickstarter as well. Um, so we have to be, you know, we, we have to play by the rules. We have to be clear and not misleading. Um, so our pitch at the moment, it's been written, it's currently being verified by Crowdcube and they're doing due diligence on everything we say. So if we say we're profitable, you know, we obviously have to prove that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so, but this is good. I mean, yeah. this is good control, isn't it? Because this is, yeah, this is it's so regulation in this sense is good because it helps yeah, protect it's, it's both the company regulated. and the investors yeah. and and yeah. you know i i come from a an accountancy background and right you know so i'm i'm thinking to myself okay well one of the fundamental tenets of accountancy that underpins the whole thing is are you a going concern and clearly yeah. you are <laughs> a going concern yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean there are i mean if you as i say anybody can go to crowdcube.com right now you can have a look what's on there there's a big range um there are businesses on there which are literally not businesses yet. There are people on there with there are businesses on there with some very some cracking ideas, but they are literally that at this you know they're very early stage businesses. Um, we will go on there as one of the, as a as one of the more established companies. Um, now, in addition, so this is just so we've got the rewards, we've got the shares. It's financial conduct authority regulated pitch. Um, in addition to that, we also uh, went to Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs and asked them for what they call enterprise investor scheme status. And we've had confirmation from HMS. We had to do all kinds of application for that and business plans and all kinds of things, accounts. But uh, they have approved us for that. So they've given us what's, what's known as advanced assurance that anybody investing in AG uh, will if it provided they're a UK taxpayer and, and an eligible UK taxpayer, uh, and most people are eligible unless they've already used up their their allowance for this. Um, but they they said that anybody invests in AG will be eligible for um, enterprise investor scheme uh, tax relief, um, which is it's broadly speaking, and again it's it's all on Crowdcube. They have explanations on there. There's a page on there that explains how it works, and I won't go into it here because it starts to get a bit dry. Um, but for some people, that will be um, that will be a, a considerable incentive because uh, it's quite generous. Um, okay, so it reduces and, and your annual it, tax bill in some way. It reduces, yeah. Obviously, anybody taking advantage of that would need to already be doing. Well, you need need to do a self assessment, obviously, but uh, well, which, which isn't difficult to do if you're in employment. You just put down what you've, you know. But um, yeah, it's it's um, so that's another. So we got the EIS status, which is also important. Well, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so. What what the way so so we've got the 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 the, the rewards the 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 crown cube pitch financial conduct authority uh, HMRC um, so when the pitch launches so when we're thinking this is going to happen in maybe just under a couple of weeks uh, and we'll be obviously letting everybody know as soon as it happens and, and I'll get on to that in a minute but um, uh, when um, 
I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> when the pitch, so when the, when the pitch launches it will, in, in a few weeks, so yeah. we'll be able to see all of that pitch. Yeah, yeah, sure. On the, so, sorry, on what I was going to say was um, the way CrowdCube works is that we have to hit 20% of our target, our target amount, um, privately. So it will launch on CrowdCube, but it'll only be visible to whoever we tell it's say you know so our custom you know obviously the, the ag customers will let them know and they'll be able to have a look at it but it won't be if you just browse on to crowdcube.com you won't uh, general public won't be able to see it right when we hit 20 percent of of when we raise 20 percent of of the of the target it will then go live to the public and at that point um outside investors will will look at it uh, and there's a lot of people out there who, 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 you know, just enjoy investing in small businesses, and they're looking at CrowdCube and they're looking for interesting investments. Now, we may well get investors who don't know one end of a camera from another, but it sounds like an interesting business. And so we have to appeal. It's actually quite an interesting pitch, our pitch, because obviously um, we've, 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 we've. There are two sorts of people. We're, we're sort of appealing to we've got people who understand what we're talking about in the photographic <laughs> industry and right. then people who might not you know with all respect to them they, they may have no interest really but they might just be looking for an interesting uh, investment um so then it yeah so then it goes live and um and uh, and and you know we hope and we can then overfund the the target but it is ultimately capped so you know Okay. If it's really popular. So, are you are you yeah. ready to talk yet about how much money you're trying to raise? Is, so is that something the, that's appropriate? The, yeah, yeah, no. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be in the it'll be in the pitch. Yeah. So we're looking to raise a hundred thousand. All right. Okay. Uh, that's the that's the main. That is the 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 basic target. Um, now, that is at the lower end on CrowdCube. Um, can, I, can I ask a question? Actually? Yeah. Because I'm, because as you said, you are a going concern and a profitable business, um, yeah. and because of that, there are obviously there are other avenues that you could explore. Yeah, to yeah, get sure. Money. So, yeah. why go to a crowdfunding model? Uh, well, there's two. You know, the the broad choice is equity finance or debt finance. So, you know, do we want to take on more debt, or do we want to take on give away some equity in return for? For for finance, I mean, those are the two broad choices for a business. It, that's um, it, and this is interesting because mm. this is all new to me, but I have some idea of the concepts that are involved mm. here. So, so I didn't know, for example, there were ways of raising finance for companies that I assume the size of, uh, of your company yeah. is. Yeah, because you know, you're, yeah. you're. I'm guessing you're not big enough to be listed on even some of the smallest markets. No, 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 no. I mean, we, you know, we. we we're we're a long way off. Um, uh, we're a long way off a publicly listed company. Yeah, you know, so, we so are a small. We're a small business, you know. Um, but every uh, company, a company which is limited by shares, you know, you can issue you can issue shares in it, and there's there's nothing to stop anybody doing that. Um, what these platforms, other, other than there's nobody that wants to buy them. <laughs> well, this is it. Um, Don't well, think anybody would want you know, to buy shares in my company. So. Well, I mean, well, you never know. Uh, but the the um, what the likes of a platform like CrowdCube has done is is it's kind of it's made it easy for people to invest in in small businesses that you know which they would otherwise have never known about, I suppose. Um, 
so yeah and as i say there's been a lot of there's been a lot of interesting pitches there have been quite a few breweries on crowdcube in well, the, the, the micro of- the microbrewery industry is is has got to get its money from somewhere hasn't it so <laughs> yeah i mean with breweries the classic thing with the breweries is okay so we've got a capacity of x but we need a ca- capacity of x times 10 because we, we're not we can't keep up with demand right, so yeah, how yeah. do we you know we need the money to to fit out this new brewery and, and increase our capacity and but by and large that's sort of where we are with ag in a way um we uh we have a growing demand um for our services and we need to invest in the plant and equipment we need to increase our capacity um we need to we need to deal with our our website with our digital marketing which i'll be the first to admit you know digital marketing is something that we need to outsource to someone who knows what they're doing because i i'm it's not my it's not my area digital marketing that's what you know we and we have we have sourced some people um and and who uh, who will be put on a performance related contract as well um but yeah, I mean, it's the, the, it, we, there, there are plenty of areas that we can, and it will, it will help propel us to, to the next level. But, uh, you know, and, and uh, we, there's, there's various pieces of, of, of gear that we, you know, we, we do need to invest in also to, to put more reliability into the, into the business as well as, as well as future proofing us. I okay. mean, for example, you know, we can, we can go to um, a, a manufacturer in Europe um and get a brand new dip and dunk processor for black and white, which ideally we we could do with, because it would. In, it, this particular machine is is like, uh, you know, a, a, a really up to date kind of dip and dunk machine with a 60 film per hour capacity, uh, program pretty programmable, um, and you know, but you know, it's it's not the cheapest piece of kit. But we, you know, we, that's one of the things we we. But, you know, we've got a perfectly good black and white processor at the moment, but you know, as with a lot of the things in this industry, that processor that we use for black and white is great. It works, but it produces lovely negatives. But you know, but there are breaks, certain, yeah. there are certain components in that machine. You know, we have got spares. Yeah, but the but the company that made it in Japan um, no longer exists. Um, they they finished after the earthquake. So, and uh, okay. So, yeah, so, they so they, is... they decided their factory was affected. It wasn't destroyed, but it something happened, and they just decided they would just call it a day. Yeah, that's that's too much. So, so this is interesting because yeah. the conversation is turning now. So we started. We talked about the mechanisms, and we talked about yeah. you know uh, yeah amounts and things like that. So the the other area of my, uh, of questioning that I had, of course, is that you've referred to the pitch a lot, and yes. uh, so so I was going to ask you about that. What you've described so far, I, I could sort of classify as inorganic growth but of your core business yeah so so uh, strengthening and building for the future around the core businesses the that, the, the lines it. of business uh, that we know today you know that i mean we, we know it. them yeah, as consumers it's, is... it's it's not necessarily going into new markets um we would like to push forward a bit more on the international scene um, because we do see, you know, when I look around the world and I look at what comes into us from around the world, that you know, we, we're lucky in in the UK. There's there's quite, you know, there's we're quite, you know the, the the photographers are well served with businesses like us, really. Um, but if I look at say the Middle East, where we seem to have 
quite a few customers. I think, well, there's 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 not much there at all. Um, and if I look at, you know, even even places like, um, you know, Australia does have, you know, it does have uh, processing labs and things, but. You know, it's not like here or the USA, which you know is—I mean, the USA is the best served um, for, for 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 that kind of thing. But yeah, so the international side of things, we'd like to—you know—that is so. In terms of just expanding our capacity, like future-proofing our plant and equipment, uh, cementing our position, kind of thing. New markets would include, you know, looking a bit not not not. It's, it's not a major focus, but it, it, it international is something I think we we could probably do a little bit, little bit more with, um, and um, also is the print side of things. Now, one of the issues we have, and this comes back to the website, is our website. You know, basically, it's, it's pretty old fashioned, but it does work quite well for 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 our film processing orders. But what it doesn't work very well for is is uh, photographic print from file where people want to order from file. And so that side of it is something that um, needs, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that is not a new market for us, but it's one we, we, we really, we really should be doing more on that front. And, and one of the things holding us back, well, the main thing holding us back is our route to market on that. Cause our website is just not, it's not up, to, you know, it needs, it needs a refresh. Now we've already, appointed some people to after after you know it's just been a nightmare actually um to be honest and, and uh, we've i mean we we lost a load of money with one developer um and however this this lot we've we've sat down i've got them on a very very specific contract uh and we're ready to push the button um and it I've literally detailed every little thing this website must do, um, you know, or, or it's, it's, you know, they just don't, you know, they're not going to get paid basically. Uh, I've, I've just, you know, we lost, we've, we've just lost, a, you know, quite a bit of money on the last aborted attempt because the problem I have is people say they can do things and then it just turns out they can't. And, you know, there's probably web developers out there saying, oh, you've probably been unreasonable. But honestly, we haven't. I just go with a very open mind and I just say, look, this is what it needs to do. And they say, yeah, 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 I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it doesn't anyway. So this lot, I've seen, you know, I've got some confidence now. So, but we're ready to push the button on that. And 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 that's, um, you know, that that's going to, I think, improve the customer experience uh, significantly for not just the d digital print, photographic print, but also the film ordering. I mean, that's going to be revamped as well, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to remain easy to use. So, um, yeah. One of the things about crowdfunding projects, especially crowdfunding projects that go well and when they're at their best is um, the sort of the fact that people who are uh, spending money on them, and, and I guess this goes even yep. more so for yours where shares are part of things, um, it's about the feeling of being part of something yes. that's going on. If you just wanted to buy shares, you just go and buy shares of a company. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. With a crowdfunding product, you're buying yeah, into you're an idea. You're kind of part of the family. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's, of course, there's the communication aspect as well. Yeah. Um, is that something that you see as being part of it? And also, Definitely. That, is that's... it going to be a way for people to sort of influence the directions yeah. you go in is there going to be a forum for that kind of thing i, I think so i mean we you know we're always keen to hear from i mean let me put it this way so if we 
if I was running a ready mix concrete company, I don't think this crowdfunding thing would be the way to go. This, <laughs> okay, there might be some people out there who have a massive enthusiasm for ready mix concrete, but <laughs> um, the thing about the industry we're in is it's an enthusiast industry. It's an enthusiast-driven industry. It would be much the same is is if I was selling. And I don't know this industry very much, but I'm sure it'd be much the same as if I was selling equestrian gear, because there you have another industry, an enthusiast industry, um, where people want to feel, you know, people are keen to be part of the the whole the whole family. So, as I say, um, in the reward structure, so aside from the shares and in the rewards, um, the, there are different levels, but in as it's currently set out at the moment i won't go into too much detail because we may tweak these before we launch but we, there are going to be options for pete there's going to be sort of shareholder events um there's going to be uh shareholder perks um and there's going to be sort of shareholder offers so shareholders will get you know they'll if we're offloading some stock um you know we have a, a mailing list of shareholders we'll, we'll we, we may offer the shareholders for you know there'll be certain things we could offer the shareholders first because they're a shareholder because they own part of the business. Um, uh, but obviously we have to, there is a bit of a balancing act as well. We want to keep, we want to make sure that we also give the best possible service to people who aren't shareholders. Uh, but by investing in the business, that's, you know, we're going to be able to grow it and and that's going to enable us to do that as well. So, um it's, it sounds like fun yeah because I, uh, you know, I mean and uh uh it sounds like fun also so come come to the uh the agm every year and and uh threaten to depose the management team i guess <laughs> <laughs> well you know um hopefully that won't be something people want to do yeah the shareholders are revolting <laughs> and all of that you know yeah but, but, hopefully that'll be something that they they won't want to do but I've, um, actually, a couple of years a couple of years back yeah a couple of years back when i held a voluntary directorship at my sports club um oh, yeah. yeah i i had to deal with a, a lot of revolting shareholders actually oh, right, trying okay. to trying to do exactly that trying to depose the the management oh, team. Right, okay. happily we batted it away it was no big deal, but, but well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it's something else i'd also say i mean it's been quite a big decision for me to do this because i started the business from basically zero well from zero not basically zero from zero from nothing we started with a, a an office desk with some rolls of film and uh, on it and you know to give away a, some 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 of the business it, it is quite a big it is quite a big deal um but um I just, I, I, I think because again, going back to the industry we're in, because we're in this industry, an enthusiast industry, um, I think it one, I think it will appeal to people, uh, and I hope it will appeal to people um, because it's like a big family, and and also we, you know, we're looking forward to having people, you know, our, I mean, our customers and people from the industry um kind of being part of ag really it seems it seems almost uh it seems right but it it's i i think i also think if i'm yeah if you if if we're crowdfunding as uh, even though we're giving the rule i think you kind of feel you should give people some of the business as well um if they're kind of uh investing in it in, in, um, interesting interesting although i assume you'll still be retaining overall control 
Well, it depends how much we raise, because of course, if you can overfund, no, I mean we would, I, I, we would, I would still retain overall control. But it, it's obviously the more you raise, the more percentage we would be giving away. Uh, so, um, so you've had to fix evaluation of the company. You have to fix. You have to. Yeah, yeah. You, what, what people will see if you go to crowdcube.com, you'll see that they all have a valuation. They're right. saying, okay, we're looking to raise, you know, X amount for this amount of equity. Now. Uh, the value I won't see what the valuation is at this stage, but it'll all come out in the in when we launch the pitch. But the only thing I would say is our valuation, and, and if anybody's watched Dragon's Den, <laughs> <laughs> this is a constant bone of contention um, because obviously people come in and they say, you know, we want to give you, you know, five percent uh, for this amount of money, and Peter Jones in particular will say, ah, oh, it's absolutely ridiculous valuation, you know. What I would say about the valuation that we've come up with, and we've come up with it with our accountants and uh, and 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 with CrowdCube, I think it is it is a very competitive valuation compared oh, to what else is on okay. co- compared to what else is on CrowdCube, because there are some valuations on there which I just look at and I think, hang on a moment, you've you've never you're not actually profitable i mean there was a there was a snack a pub snack business that did really well actually on crowdcube recently and but i just their valuation was insane and they'd never actually made a profit and i thought well so, and that's that's interesting because <laughs> you know, i've done a few startups myself and and one yeah. of them i actually had to sell um yeah. uh, and, and i was lucky i i got my money back that i'd put yeah, into it yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. i certainly didn't make any money on that's, it but well that's pretty good going it is i was very pleased with that i was very yeah. i was i was very young at the time and i was a quite uh, yeah i was like oh i got my money back that's yeah <laughs> thank, thank god for that yeah. yeah no but the uh the there are a number there are two or three standard methods of valuing a company yeah um one is as a multiple of its earnings yeah uh, for which you need to have actual earnings um yeah. a- another is as uh you know perhaps a, a multiple of its balance sheet yeah um yeah. a third being a multiple of its order book perhaps if it's yeah. got a lot of long-term yeah. orders um but because none of those none, none of those the, the business that i had yeah. to sell was a consultancy business and of course it had none of those things no no it's it's, <laughs> so, it's really difficult to to it, valuing a business is very difficult it is uh, yeah. i mean i mean it's a very it's not an exact science uh, it's extremely difficult uh, and what you have to do you have to look at all these different factors and pull them all together um profitability is obviously a massive factor um and that that is that is obviously makes it easier in a respect in many respects the other thing that kind of um is something you have to look at is is uh, you know how you know barriers to entry um, if a business is operating in a in a in a lovely little bubble, um, suppose at one end, imagine an extreme end of the spectrum, um, you have a business where nobody can compete with it, then you know it, could, it, it would be you know worth a fortune. Um, now I like to think with us, um, we do have some reasonable barriers to entry, and the barriers are uh, the cost of equipment, because we already have. You know, quite a lot of expensive equipment, uh, which you have to have um, ultimately if you're going to scale the business at all, and um, also the expertise and the general sort of expertise in operating a lab. Um, it, it's 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 kind of something that isn't written down anywhere, and so yeah, there's there's 
there are more barriers to entry than say i mean i i you know i always use this example um i mean i i, I know someone who has quite a sizable business in birmingham um and when i say sizable i mean you know 11 million pound turnover um selling mobile phone accessories um now he has to work bloody hard um because that is a that is a business where there are no barriers to entry yeah um you know i could set myself up tomorrow with an amazon account selling phone cases and uh you know that and do it out of my bedroom and, and so, do you know what and in that's not that's interesting because that's closer to my own personal experience because i founded mm. consultancy companies and there are literally no barriers to entry um you, no, all, you need well, is a, all you need is a laptop and a mobile phone and you've got yeah, a consultancy business. you've got to know what you're talking about uh no, you've, got with, to be able to, you've got to be able to sell something yeah right? but, uh, but... <laughs> i mean i say it's not it's not the end of the world not having it i mean it's there's plenty of businesses that have no barriers to entry and do very well um but obviously when you if you're valuing that kind of a business then that isn't a factor you can take into account you'd just be looking at the profitability more but with a business with barriers to entry um or a level of you know then obviously yeah. that's a bit of a factor I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with not i mean it's not wrong you could, there's nothing wrong with setting up a business where there are no i, I don't think there's no barriers to entry as long as you still got an opportunity do it to better make money. than everybody else yeah or or, or in the case yeah. of something like a services business you can yeah. you can build a client base yeah yeah that's it and 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 so but the, yeah barriers to entry is a factor balance sheet is a factor uh uh profitability for me profitability is a big one and it it because you know if you're not profitable ultimately you're not sustainable profitability is and it's 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 just it's just the it's the big one for me and at the moment there's been a glut of businesses around you know very high profile businesses that actually have never made a profit i mean i'm pretty certain uber has never made a profit well, they're feeling um, they're feeling the pain this week. <laughs> I think they might be feeling the pain a bit this week. Yeah, um, but it does happen, you know. And then you just think, well, how long? You know, someone's got to keep pumping money into that business to keep it operating if it's not profitable. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Um, so that you know, that's where we're at. We're going to go into this CrowdCube thing, and and what I'd say, um, what, what's going to happen in the in hopefully you know when when by by the end of this week, so when shortly after or, or just before you uh, broadcast your, your podcast, um, we'll have some. We'll have a, a web page on our website. So it's gonna, it's gonna. So if 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 people are listening to this now and they look at that, they should be able to see that web page now. Um, and there'll be a banner at the top of the website. We'll link to it. There'll be some information on there. There's a, there's a there'll be a, um, a sort of message from me, and a little place you can enter your uh, name and. Uh, email address for email updates uh, specifically about the crowdcube crowdfund so obviously no obligation at that stage but you'll you'll just get to be told exactly when it's launching um and people can sign up there and uh and wait to hear more yeah okay that, i mean that's cool so so this this podcast goes out uh on thursday morning yeah. uk time so uh, everybody get it in their inbox that's the 16th of may for those uh yeah those, so those. we will have it we'll have these web pages will be up up sort of probably wednesday evening tomorrow yeah wednesday evening and um so yeah anybody listening to the podcast will be able to go and have a look at that and sign up to the email update and um 
and then yeah, we'll, we'll we'll you'll be the first to hear when it when it actually launches. You can have a look at the pitch. There's supporting documentation in the pitch, like business plans, uh, uh, investor deck as they call it, which is like a prospectus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it'll be in there. So there, there has been, I mean, yeah, there has been quite a bit of work actually putting this together. Um, but uh, well, it sounds like it. Yeah, 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 it has been quite a bit of work. Uh, the video on there as well. Um, there's a five-minute video which is explaining all about the company. Anyway, but you'll have to wait, wait, wait. You'll see it when it all launches. But yeah, as I say, you can go to the web page on our website. It's either web because we've got two websites, as everybody knows. Um, and there'll be a big yellow banner at the top. Click here, and it will take you to a web page. And on that web page, you can sign up to the email update. Okay, so uh, yeah, um, and for for those that may not know the exact uh, web uh, addresses, website, yeah, websites. Uh, it's a- ag-photographic.co.uk or ag-photolab.co.uk either of those yeah. um, okay well this so so this sounds really exciting i have to say this is the first conversation of this type i've had uh, uh um, oh there we go at all That's, actually no, i was going to say in the, i was going to say in in the history of sunny 16 but i've not seen this kind of model before so i'm i'm yeah. the businessman in me is, is thoroughly intrigued actually and, and of course yeah. wishes you well you've clearly prepared and you know quite it's been substantially I mean, it's been for six, you. six months work yeah in, yeah in this whole thing you know figures and you know everything well, else yeah, all, all um, of that but then there's HMRC, getting it, I was going know. to say getting it, getting it all authenticated by by yeah. the government and and yeah. stuff like that. I mean that's yeah that's that's quite that that is no small step in its own right, is it? So so that's uh, it. Ah right, okay. Well, um, is uh, well, so it's been a pleasure to tell everybody about it on the Sunny Sixteen podcast. Yeah, great. Well, thank you very <laughs> much for for you know, uh, a worldwide scoop. Um, and so tell me, um, uh, that's going to be open for how long? Sorry, did you say? So what? Oh yeah. So sort of the way it works, it launches once we hit the twenty percent. It goes live to the public. So initially, it's just to whoever we tell about it, to, right. to whoever we notify about it. Um, so you know whoever signed up to the emails or our customers or whatever can well i'm not quite sure i think craig you give us a kind of a a web address you can get in um uh, you know like a, a url yeah um and then when we hit 20 percent, it goes live on the platform to the, and anybody can see it just browsing crowdcube.com right okay and and it remains on there for 30 days oh okay all right so, so it's a 30 we have day 30 campaign. days to hit the target well we have to hit the target if we don't hit the target it's all been a waste of time <laughs> so so, it's, so um, in that sense it's it is a uh it is akin to a kickstarter model rather than yeah, an indiegogo model no that's right and we can overfund as well uh but we do we have cap we have to cap it so it is capped um many there are businesses on there that significantly overfund you know, they 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 raise double, three times sometimes what you know what what the original target was, and we took the view it was better to start. You know, it was it would have been silly to go in with an unrealistic target, um, and only to, to to fail. But at the same time, it had to. It did. You know, if you to go too low, it doesn't look interesting enough, to, particularly to the outside investors. So. Um, yeah, we are at the bottom end. I mean, there are business. I mean, Brewdog raised twenty-two million on CrowdCube, um, 
and Monzo Bank raised 20 million. I've seen people raise, you know, over a million over the last six months. Quite a few businesses do that. But, you know, obviously they're doing different things. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we've set our sights at something we, you know, we said our, our, our target is 100,000. With that, we can invest, you know, will we outline exactly where the, what we want to spend the money on in the documentation, uh, which will be on Crowdcube. And, and we also outline where we're going to go if we overfund. And all of it goes to, um, you know, future-proofing the business and the services. Um, and it uh, will hopefully provide some great rewards and, uh, and for, for, for anybody who decides to get involved. Cool. That sounds good. Right. One last question, because we probably should start a wrap up at least this part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, if, if I am uh, somebody who is who is not used to making these kind of transactions, right? Yeah. You know, to buying a share yeah. of somebody's company. Yeah. Is it easy? Is it? You know, it, it do, I mean, do they I, hold my hand and take me through it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the first things I did when I looked at Crowdcube is I set myself up in the shoes of an investor, as in someone who wants to put money into one of these. And I, I, I looked at. I thought, well, I know. I'll just. I'll try and invest fifty quid in this uh, brewery. Um, and so uh, I just every, went through the motion. Friday night was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> so I just went through the motions. I just yeah, and and it was quite interesting. Um, actually, it, it's very simple. They don't they don't take the money at that point. Right. Uh, what happens is you just you put some card details in, um, but nothing is taken at that point. When it gets to the end, they then send a cooling off email. Because it's a financial um, transaction and you're entitled, as in this country, entitled to the protection yeah. of a cooling off period. Totally. And uh, with that, they also send um, any other relevant information that uh, potential investors should know. Um, uh, and, and, and then if you, that's it, basically. It's, it is very, very simple. And if you click invest now, you're taken through a brief questionnaire which makes sure you understand um, that you know you're you're, uh, you're you're not investing in Unilever, or yeah. or, um, or or someone like that. You know, this is a different kind of investment. It's it's a small business investment, and it's going to be more exciting than investing in Unilever um, or someone like that. Um, so, but. You know the and, and it, it holds your hand through it. Yeah, That's, it's, it's great. It's, it's okay, quite so, a well-designed platform. So it's not scary, right? Uh, our listeners who yeah. are maybe not used to these kinds of things. No, no, uh, it's no need it's to be no, scared of it. It's probably no different. I've actually, it's probably it's no different to like, you know, it's it's a bit probably a bit more involved than you know Kickstarter, but you, you know by and large, it's it's people are quite adept these days. I think to sort of setting up an account on a website and. And it's like buying something on a website, really. Um, but yeah, that, that's it. They hold it, and and as I say, it it's it's they 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 it's it's pretty simple to understand. Cool. All right. Excellent. Well, do you know what? Um, best of luck. It sounds like a, yeah. Thanks a lot. Could could well, be a really exciting. On. Well, it's great. Could could be a really exciting opportunity for not just for for you and the team running AG, but also for you know uh, investors who who. But yeah, took... I hope so. I I I mean, I really you know I I I've always thought it's an exciting 
you know exciting industry to be in you know because it's it's you know i like a, a specialist kind of a specialist business i've always had you know, i've always have done um so yeah that's it cool excellent thank you very much thank you very much so well there we go um big investment opportunities uh there or or, or small actually small investment opportunity yeah. as well should you choose yeah. um and uh i think we uh just be, just before we started recording we we, we were going to get there were a couple of other little things we were going to chat about which are i guess more in the general nature of the of the sunny 16 podcast uh relating to to activities there was there was mention of a was it a, a dark room in Inverness? or something like that oh yeah yeah so that's something that's been kind of bubbling away over the last few months so um there's a chap called matt sillers who is a lecturer at uh, the university of the highlands and islands uh, uh up in inverness and he wanted to set up a, a community darkroom and so he uh, that there's a, a an old kind of college building it's an old kind of victorian building that has been completely done up in the center of inverness called the mid mills building and it's been turned into an art space you know that's got studios and and artists can rent space in there and it's a cracking building and he got space for this dark room and he's you know him he, he it's all it's, it's 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 a cracking space it's a really good really good darkroom that that has been set up there and but anyway obviously it's very early days so we sort of stepped in and i offered to uh cover 50 percent of the rent in the first year uh which you know is great from our point of view because it's you know it gives us a little bit of publicity but also gives us the opportunity to help out um uh, help out this this project which is all kind of to the common good of the industry and we've also uh, stocked it with a bit of stock as well which they can uh it's not a huge amount so kind of you know it's a kind of usual sort of film paper and chemistry sort of basic mainly ilford products um but it means that people have a source of materials um without having to uh, order them in and pay the postage and stuff uh, so yeah that's that's really um that's really taken off and and uh obviously not everybody is in within the you know within the geographic location of inverness but anybody going up that way on you know holiday or something wants to shoot film or large format or something like that or um, thinks they might need access to a dark room um they are offering uh, a sort of a month uh, membership as well, like a month, one-off months, so that, um, you, you know, which is a bit of a premium over the, if you're a permanent member, but it does mean that you could, you know, people can go and use the facilities. You could drop in um, on your holidays if you've got some films to if develop you wanted and stuff to, like that. Yeah, yeah. Or if, you, if you just, or you're just in the area or whatever and, you know, someone wanted access. But Inverness Darkroom, if you just Google Inverness Darkroom, um, you'll get the the, uh, the 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 details, and it's it's a great you know it's a great space. Um, they've done really well. Sounds good. So, to... so haven't haven't taken your eye off the ball for business as usual then, whilst you've been preparing for this all, all this financial <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, no, that was that was great, and I, I've I've joined them there for a few uh, yeah a couple of uh, sort of uh, evenings at the launch evening, and then we did a sort of 
another evening sort of recently uh, so uh yeah that's it that you have done um workshops and stuff down uh, obviously in, in, in the Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, are more of those on the way this year they are uh there is one of the rewards on the crowdfund we're, we're proposing is involves a workshop um or a a darkroom experience um uh, and yeah i think we we will look to do some more workshops as well um it just depends on the the, the crowd cube thing a bit um as to what the take-up is on that particular uh, uh reward level um but yeah so potentially yeah we, we we've still got the you know we've got all the facility there um uh, but yeah, I mean, we've been we have been really busy with just general, you know, day to day. Usually, the workshop is is run by uh, sort of tutored by our chap Dave, who's um, who's really good at that kind of thing. And but he, yeah, we've just been so flat out doing the day to day work that um, yeah, we haven't really done any recently. But uh, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Cool. Awesome source. All right. Well, there, uh, there we go. Um, so that probably brings us towards the end of the show. Uh, Graham, are you aware of any other business? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, uh, I'm guessing that, you know, I, I was you know, looking at your website earlier and obviously there's a huge range of stuff as uh, always. Um, with regards to sort of supply and demand, so is there any stuff um, that, you you know is coming in soon because there's a few bits and pieces that um especially some of the newer stuff things like the the cine still water heater and um stuff like that yeah are, are we going to be seeing yeah. more stuff coming in soon yeah um on the product side i'm i just trying to think what what else there is lined up at the moment um uh off the top of my head i don't know of any new products coming forward at the moment we they've they've been quite popular though cine still uh water heater things mm. yeah they they have they've obviously they've obviously you know spent a lot of time thinking that through and designing it um mm. and, and it's a pretty competitive price really when you compare it to other alternatives um yeah but um that has been quite popular so popular in fact we haven't really been, we've been we've struggled to keep up with demand a bit the distribution of cine still is it's, it's a little bit um yeah it, it can be a bit tricky sometimes because it's you know quite specialist um you know it's not like um it's not like getting hold of uh if i had an email from them saying they were restricting on the films so we don't we've never really you know what we've never really sold the films um we've, we've i don't know why we just haven't we've, we have what we've oh the mono bath that was it the 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 black and white developer kind of mono dev fix all rolled into one chemical that um that has been popular we we but that was quite tricky to get hold of and then we had some in and then it it, it went out um so they are coming up with some interesting stuff, Cine still. I think we'll see more from them. I think we're going to see more products. I, I, mean, I have no inside line on that, but I'm, I'm sure we will. They do seem to be sort of almost compulsive innovators in this. Yeah, field, so I, that's a good thing. I think we'll see a lot of interesting stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting stuff from them. Um, so, uh, yeah, watch that space, I think would be the expression there. 
Excellent stuff. And um, obviously, you, you'll be getting stuff in as and when you can and trying to keep it in stock as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes it's, it's tricky with the some of the more unusual stuff. But um, yeah, that's it. Okay. There you go. Well, it sounds like it's probably a good time to wrap up the show then. <laughs> Uh, Matt, it's been great to talk to you again. I can't believe it's been over a year, but clearly, um, clearly, you've been rather busy in the, yeah, in the lots of things time. going on. But no, thank, thanks for having me on. No worries. Uh, good, good luck again uh, with with the campaign. Uh, we'll make sure there are links to all of that in the show notes. I don't even know who does our show notes these days. I just say that stuff every week. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, who does our show notes this week? We should uh, say thank you to them me. as well. <laughs> it's, it's you. Me, eh? No, yeah, that yeah, can't yeah. be true. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe, but true nonetheless. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Well, thank you, Graham, in advance for for the show notes that that that, uh, that you will no doubt lovingly prepare. Oh, they'll be beautifully handcrafted. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, I, I think I forgot to show say uh, at the top of the show that Rach isn't with us tonight. But uh, Rach isn't with us tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's been very quiet. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so Rachel sadly was too bu- too busy uh, with, with work uh, to join us th- this evening. But uh, uh, she is back from Poland, I think. Is she? Or she's still in yes, Poland? Yes, she certainly is. No, no, she's back. She's back from Poland, and um, that all went well. Um, but yeah, she was just busy tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the, the life of an entrepreneur, hey? Or is is uh, we should actually we should ask somebody French. Is there a French word entrepreneurs? Is is that Rachel actually an entrepreneurs? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't Are you know. on your own on this one? Yeah, all right. Let's give it. Let, let's quit while we're, we're ahead, shall we? So uh, we have been the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, and you have been listening to show number 151. Um, we're on the internet. Um <laughs> unsurprisingly uh sunny 16 podcast.com and pretty much variants of that on instagram twitter facebook uh sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com uh pretty much anywhere you can type in sunny 16 podcast you'll find one of us popping up or one of our extended family um and we would love to hear from you always good to hear from people uh we are in the middle of the cheap shots challenge we've got a few weeks left on that have we graham uh, yes, we have. People need to start sending in their images. But yeah, we've still got a few weeks left to go on that. OK, so and the theme there is people this time around. Uh, and I think that's about it for for news. Um, we will play you out now uh, with Rach's band Rocker. Uh, you can get their music their album sorry promises i should have kept uh which you can get on amazon itunes spotify probably other platforms as well but those are the the three main ones i think that that rach likes to talk about um it has been as always an honor and a privilege to talk to you all and we'll be back next week with more goodbye bye bye